Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh oh. Here comes trouble. Hey, what's up? This is Tom Segura. You're listening to Izzy Rock on the Tales from the Hard Side podcast. Hey, this is Brendan Walsh, and you're listening to Izzy Rock on Tales from the Hard Side. Hey, these are tales from the hard side, painted so vivid. Kicking real life stories, not woven or knitted. Izzy Rock brings that rawness to all who listen. Dropping heavy knowledge, knowledge, and sharing some wisdom. Going down that rough road only makes you tougher. It's a beautiful struggle, sometimes we suffer. Let the people know you aren't in this alone. This talk is deep, it cuts down to the bone. No fakeness here, this as real as it gets. Hazardous on the mic, kick it live and direct. Spread that vibe everywhere, all across the globe. The idea's real simple, that's no secret code. Reach out to the people, spread that positive energy. Cause we're all looking for a little bit of serenity. Whatever little part of this planet you live in. These tales from the hard side are now transmitting. Transmitting. What's up guys? Welcome to episode 174 of Tales from the Hard Side with your host Izzy Rock. I'm here with uh, a podcast that was recorded a couple weeks ago with my friends Ray Taylor and Keith Spurlock who do a podcast called the Inspired Disorder Podcast. This podcast will be released on June 23rd, 2015. I hope you guys had a good Father's Day. Celebrate Father's Day with your father if you do. And uh, yesterday was my birthday. I turned 42 yesterday. So this was recorded in the past and is being released in the future. So hope you guys enjoy it. Please go check out the Inspired Disorder podcast and go follow me on social media at The Izzy Rock and go to theizzyrock.com for all the information about the stuff that I do. Please go rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast if you would. And call in a voicemail. Call 937-265-2024. Call 937-265-2024. On to the show. guys and girls i can't hear it wait fuck it's my goddamn computer there we go it's like and this is how we start every inspired disorder podcast uh very fucked up and then uh then we introduce ourselves uh sorter part of the podcast where i'm ray taylor fucking up things and uh i'm keith spurlock pointing out ray's fuck ups and then we have a guest who's been on many times before host a guest ray a guest well first what are those been a long time since we had one of those um you know a guest for us is like herpes you know <laughs> sometimes they go away but they always come back 
And uh, Izzy is the host of Tales from the Hard Side and On the Block and uh, contributor to the Gem City podcast, IDC member, beard brother, bald man, amazing epic dude, Izzy Rock. What's up? What's up? That's so awesome. Thank you, dudes. You guys, you guys are great dudes. <laughs> it's so good to be on. Like, for real, my podcast listening has kind of waned over the past couple weeks because of my uh, my knee injury is healing up, but I love the Inspired Disorder podcast. Thanks for having me on. I was like, I need to get on every time I'm listening. I want to interact with you guys, and it just doesn't work. So thanks for having <laughs> but me But you on. can try. You, you can keep trying to talk to us while you're listening to the show. I do that to other podcasts, so it's yeah. cool. Let me see. I, yeah, yeah. Totally. That's how I, I joined. I joined in the conversation. I just act like that's that's how I'm not so lonely. Yeah. Is I, I I feel like I'm just sitting around listening to people talk that are funny. Yeah. Yeah. I the the part that that probably is the most off putting for the people around me is when I start doing that when I'm walking the dog. Like, why is that guy like laughing and then talking and then like, what is he, what is wrong with him? He never leaves his house. He's dressed what like song a, is he listening to? <laughs> I think he smokes weed. I don't know what's going on, but this guy is just stay away from him. Just stay away. You know, he smokes the marijuana. Clearly, it's bad. He's got the big beard. Look at that beard. And he's got some psychedelic shirt. I'm telling you, he's some acid head. Mm-hmm. He's going he's gonna to take our kids. I'm telling you, he's going to get a van one day. And he's going to have, like, free ice cream on the side mm-hmm. of it. He does have a van now, so I just haven't gotten the sign. There's that. Yeah, I do have a van. I am I am the proud over over over. <laughs> I over my van. Uh, it's it's shaped like ovaries. That's why it's just like a Freudian slip. I don't like telling people it's shaped like ovaries, but it's a it's a minivan and it's black and sexy and uh, I love it. And he and he gives candy out from it. Not yet. I haven't. I mean, spoiler alert. You know, let's. We could talk about that stuff later. Jesus. I mean, let's build some suspense first, Keith. We got to sell the idea. Kids aren't just going to come up to a, a black minivan with me driving it and a dog in the passenger seat and just willingly accept candy. We have to slowly ease them into the idea. That Kids are pretty stupid these days. I think all you need, you don't even need the candy anymore. You just hold up your dog and go, you want to pet a puppy? And the kids are like, yes. <laughs> I, I, I mean, that's the, not why I got. I, I saw the A-Team what? van for sale or a van that looked like the A-Team van for sale the other day in Dayton. How that's cool. Crazy. I remember seeing one of those in like an auto trader, uh-huh. like fucking forever ago. And I was like, I want one day, I want one One day. And then this is my opportunity. So now what, what's your, what's your minivan again? Be- it's a Dodge Grand Caravan. Oh seven. Nice. Now it's nice, man. Usually usually minivans are for like, you know, parents or awesome dudes. All, awesome dudes. Like what 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 was the reason behind getting a minivan? Uh you know, I like to have sex and <laughs> it's good to have a backup plan just in case one of those, you know, one of those balls gets through past the goalie kind of a thing. Um I wanted to get a, a cargo van just for moving, basically, because I, I, mean, I am keeping some stuff. Um, so it was for moving. I was going to get a cargo van, but I ended up getting a minivan. 
Just it's in the long term, it's going to be better. And it's slightly less rapey. Slightly less rapey. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, car cargo vans are the epitome of the rape van. Yeah. Yeah. Which I almost got one of the, the actual rape vans. I almost got a Ford, but uh, didn't get it. Didn't. Yeah. Decided to save some money and get something that hopefully will, you know, work better. Not that great gas mileage, but I don't really drive much. Yeah, we so, it works out. We've had minivans for the past sixteen years, and I will tell you, minivans are if you can get past the whole ego thing of like this is not a manly car to drive. They're actually really good cars to bring things home with. I also have a Kia Soul, which has no storage space. So, like our minivan gets used a lot, whether it's football or whether it's yeah. you know picking shit up and bringing it home but they are not cool yeah that's yeah they are cool what are you talking about i don't know what you're saying what's this the stigma of not cool i don't i don't i don't think you understand i just bought one so by that it's like but it's black yeah, it's not it's but, but cool black, but but you black. Black. <laughs> yeah it is cool man it's sexy as hell and my sticker looks really good on the back because you know black fuck come on now you know, what, what what color what kind of black I, for me um, you know, like Nigerian or maybe Zimbabwean. I don't know. I don't really know. I don't know the color, the color schemes for Africa, dude. Why'd you get racist? Is he? <laughs> no. What um, color, what color like, black is the van? Like, is it it's a like, matte uh, black? It's is like a shine. The, the black kind. Yeah. It's like the, not the opposite of white, uh, <laughs> shiny. It's got like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what they would call it. Maybe like an, it's not like, it's not like a piano black. Ebony. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ebony is the outside, ivory is the inside. Yeah, like, like you know? the. That's how it works. The calves. Just, like an Oreo. The calves' yeah. colors are wine. It's not maroon, it's wine color. So, why, why I'm saying what color black is it like there's murdered out, like the, the flat black? Is it like that? Would you do that? With, no. some, with some nice rims? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, first, I would love to do that if I didn't have to, like, ever clean it or anything the flat black looks looks amazing but black in general gets dirty fast and i'm already horrible at washing my car so it's just like a glossy black i mean it has a little shine to it like it's got little pearl undercoat or what i don't know i don't know it's it's uh it's an it's an orgasmic moonlit dreamy night black with your eyes closed smelling frankincense on your left nostril and strawberries through the right that's pretty much what it's like. If I had to, if that, if I had to make a Crayola name for what color black it is, I don't know how big the wrappers are on crayons these days, but that could probably fit. Just get really small font. Probably have to go back and listen to what the fuck I just said because I don't even, I don't know. Yeah, say that one more time. <laughs> it's uh, you know, just I don't. It doesn't bear repeating, Keith. It's just that's how. It's just epic, epically black. It's uh, epically black. Black. Who's getting racist now? Actually, actually epically black is a good bl- like. I would buy if I was buying paint and something said epically black, I would buy it for sure. That's true. That's a way better. See, it's epically black. See, I figured it out. That's the short name for it. I gave you the scientific name where it's got a lot of Latin. Um, you could have went with black metal black, 
which is very dark. Yeah, but it's not like metal kind of has more of a silvery. Like, it's not really black metal necessarily. It's epic. It's epically black. Epically black? Whatever I just say anytime, I don't. It's just gone. I just throw it out and then I'm never going to find it. I don't know what's going on. You're like a Furby. I'm, I'm, Where you hear something and you just say it, and then all of a sudden you have to say another thing for another thing to come out. It's never the same. Yeah, and I say it a lot slower when my batteries run low. It's fucking weird. <laughs> Your batteries are low at the beginning of every podcast, then. Yeah. But somehow they magically charge up during it. Yeah, I get energy from Skype. It's a weird wireless. It's a Tesla technology that Microsoft purchased when they, they got Skype. It's like a it's fucking crazy, Izzy. I don't know if you heard. Yeah, it's like a crank. You get, you have yeah. to get cranked up. Yeah, it's, it's, or crank. You know, just yeah. The, the, He's just doing math. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably pick me up as well. By the shovel full as you were. You're like, yeah. This is a great show, guys. This is a great show. It's gonna. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I gotta patch up a wall, and then I'm gonna go paint some. And I get. I get it. There's garden. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go plant some gardens. Itch your face itch. Yeah. Fucking. I got scabs. I can't itch it that much anymore. It's like crazy. All right, but now, I'm cranked. Now the van makes perfect crank it, sense. By the way, the the van makes perfect right? I mean, sense. You it's can not, make the Yeah, it's not an RV. But they have smaller kits nowadays, I've heard. Right? I don't know these things, guys. I'm new to the industry. You know, I just, I've been a casual user for podcasting, and that's it. You're Walter White, season one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, it's total beta. I haven't. Just, I haven't just doesn't really get it, doesn't know how it's going to really happen, but just knows it's going to happen. Yeah. We've only heard Pinkman say bitch like three times so far. <laughs> yeah. uh, someone got shot in finley last night is that how often does Did you hear that about happen? that is he no how often does that happen uh like never uh but it wasn't like a, someone got shot it was a cop shot someone last night so it's the popular kind of shooting yeah it's it's the it's the new craze going around uh so and uh, from from the sounds of it, though, uh, I mean, the kid w- had already been convicted of trafficking heroin in like uh, 13. And uh, I guess there was a gun in the car and he like the cop made him get out, but then he tried to get back in the car. And I guess that's when the cop shot him. So it all sounds like he was just a dumb kid doing dumb shit and got got way too stupid. But. Then I found out, like the report says, there was no body cam on the cop and no dash cam in the car. Now, the city just recently got a whole shitload of new cop cars. Evidently, no dashboard cams. And the mayor came out today, uh, at least from what I heard, and said they're just not fiscally uh, uh, prudent at the time. Like, it's just fucking too much money to protect the, the cops and the civilians. Yeah. So we'll never know what happened to that dude for real. This could just be, I guess there were witnesses, those. But still, it just, it freaks me out to know that all these cops in town, like, you've just got no proof. Like, they could just run up and beat the fuck out of you. Yeah. And then just be like, hey, you tried to hit me. I'm not saying that they would, but... Damn, people, if you're listening to this in Finley, if you get pulled over, turn on your fucking camera on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. For real. 
Because that might be the only fucking evidence if they don't break it or erase it. Yeah. Well, but I mean, if they do kill you and it was on your phone and then your phone locks, how's somebody going to get into your phone to even see that you have the video? I mean, the password protection nowadays, you have to, I mean, you have to get the dead guy's thumb to unlock the phone. That's pretty easy. He's dead right there. Yeah, but you have to like know. It's like, I I have a feeling that dude was filming some shit. Look Look at how he died, bro. That's total, that's a total director death right there. So we but he's dead, and you pick up the phone, and it's still recording. You can tell instantly, and then you can hit stop record, yeah, and then yeah, delete. Sometimes, like when you when you die, the phone like falls. <laughs> it, it hits like things and stops recording. Some like that's just gravity and science. So you know that's it's. It, but yeah, record shit or get a dash cam yourself. They make. I've been looking. Um, those they have like retrofit rear view mirror with the forward cam and then rear view cam kind of a deal. And then you put a little memory cards in it. They don't cost that much. So, I mean, you could get that shit. That's you, good for just insurance purposes. Anyway, have you seen this new technology called 360 cam? Uh, I think I have, I saw a YouTube video where while the video is playing, you can actually like, look and it'll change directions or you can pan it's fucking crazy yeah now if that's that what this that's that's exactly okay. it yeah you take your phone and you can i i saw it on roman atwood blog atwood blogs my my son is a huge fan of this dude um but you can take his video and watch it on youtube with your phone and you can look around your room and you'll see around his room where he was recording and i think that kind of technology if if it becomes cheaper, just like all technology, it ends up becoming much cheaper. That's going to be a game changer because you're going to have like cameras sitting like that everywhere where everybody can see everything. If you're going to have like a three yeah. six, 360 degree camera that you can watch at all times, that, that's a game changer right there for police, for citizens. And, um, it's going to come a point where all cops and police will have to have body cams. But I think for now, body cams is, yeah, yeah. It, 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 body cams is one thing. And I thought that everyone was going towards that, but for me to find out, they don't even have dash cams. Yeah. Like that's what Russians have dash cams, like not on even, all their cars. Yeah. Uh, every single car in Russia has dash cams and Finley, Ohio, it's not fiscally it's feasible to improve the cars enough to fucking, not kill people in private. Well, it's it it's to protect the cops too. I mean, what the fuck? If they pull you over and uh, they got you on the front of their car and you turn around and deck them and then fucking take off, oh, you'd think they'd like to have some video proof of that instead of just being like, I don't really know what happened. I was arresting him, then I woke up, and he was gone. It's really crazy that like not that long ago, the the idea of having cameras everywhere was like. A bad thing, and now others coming to get us. And now that we see like how many cops are like killing people, we're like maybe we should get these cameras because they're kind of hiding shit too, and they're armed. They're they're allowed to open carry everywhere. Yeah. And if it's ever your word against theirs, they win every time. It doesn't matter. Yeah. That's why you got to schedule court date for the day they have off, just in case they're lazy and they don't go into court because they're lazy. You know what I'm saying? Because cop maybe he's a donut shop. I don't know. I don't know what cops do, but fuck, don't get shot. Yeah, don't get cops shot. Cops seem to be less fat now, though. 
They do? I, I see a lot of fat cops. Like, if you look at cops yeah. that were fat way back in the day, like the fattest dudes way back in the day, are, they look like our cops now. And our our cops are way bigger now. And I, I see a lot of fat cops, but there's a lot of, like, muscle-bound cops. Yeah, that's, that's the difference. When I grew up, in my village, it was all fat old cops. Yeah. All just, like, fat. Like, one time, me and my friends were out running from the cops for fun. It's what you do when you grow up in a village. It's like, oh, it's past curfew. Let's go out. And then if they see us, we'll run away, and they won't catch us. So we're running around, and then all of a sudden, fucking cops are coming. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I kind of slipped, and my friends were already in the lead. So I kind of, like, just dove in the bushes. Mm -hmm. The cop just must not have seen me. We were all dressed dark. And my, he sees my two friends running, so he stops the car, like, right by me. And I'm behind this bush going, oh, fuck, I'm so fucked. And he's, but he's still looking at them, and he's yelling, stop, slow down. So he pulls his flashlight out and starts bouncing it up and down and shaking his belt that his fat stomach's over to make it sound like he was running after them. He's doing so his, like, his like, giant keychain and everything is jingling as he's shaking the the fucking flashlight, which oh, the, I, and then I, I I'm like I'm gonna get fucking arrested because I don't think I can stop myself from laughing right now. <laughs> <laughs> they got you. He's like he catches people with comedy. Oh, the comedy cop. <laughs> so how many times did you run from the cops? Oh, lots. Never got caught. Wow. And guess what? I never got shot either. All these dick faces that I see posted on social media, well, they shouldn't have ran away. Uh, now, I was white and I ran away. Never heard a shot fired. What else are you supposed to do if a cop's chasing you? Exactly. But people would be like, you should just do what you're told. Stop. Yeah. I'm in the lead, bro. There's no way you're going to catch me. Like, you don't know who I am. So he's the fuck out. Find him and he's just trying to get away. Like, if there's a bear attack, I got to make sure I'm in front. You know, yeah, I'm not fucking lagging behind. Oh, you yelled stop. I thought you said go. And we were racing. Or and I was I running said, I'm a cop. And I'm like, no shit. It's like, that's why I'm running, you fucking idiot. You have a gun and mace and tasers. You have a lot of things that I don't like. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you got away, Keith. And uh, I'm glad you're too dilapidated of a human to even get in a position where you could run away. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, no, there's never going to be me running from cops again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. What about you, Izzy? Uh, I, I have run from the cops only once. I ran from the cops uh, in this alley in Dayton. And immediately they were like, stop. And I did stop at the time. They were like, don't ever fucking run from the cops. We will shoot you. That's a, see, that, that's, that's a, good. you can't get shot for running away. Like, yeah. You, I mean, you can. I shouldn't say that. You can definitely get shot for running away. They're proving it. I'm just saying legally, they're not allowed to do it. You have to zigzag. That's, I mean, serpentine. Serpentine. Yeah. Just go. Yeah. Come on people you it's harder to hit a moving target not oh, just get smaller you, you ever run from the cops ray like party got busted like I, I, there were so many parties like no, underage parties that i ran from once after work like i got a case of beer and everybody was hanging it was when i worked at the movie theater and we were all drinking in the parking lot waiting for people to get out 
And there's like underage, allegedly. I was too, allegedly. I don't really remember everything. But so we were drinking in the parking lot and we're like, okay, let's go. We were going to go to a park to drink because this is what you do when you're allegedly, you know what I'm saying. So we go. Stop saying allegedly. You know, (laughs) it's, it's, it's the main focus of this whole story. But so we leave. Every, they get off work, we leave, and we're going, and they're just fucking, it's like three different cars, and I'm like in the middle somewhere, I don't know. They're flying through red lights and shit, just like, it's it's late, so it's, there's nobody on the road, you know, but it's still the fucking idiots, and then these two cop cars come, pull us all over, and they're like pissed, because, you know, and I kind of, I saw one of them, so I kind of slowed down at a red light, but then I was like, well, they're going too. So I, I went and we all got pulled over. I'm like, we just got off work. You know, they're blowing off some steam or whatever. And the cops were like, you got to get out of here. So we all kind of split up and we called each other and met up at some. We just like drank at some curb somewhere on some street. It was so stupid. It was like <laughs> moved to San Diego. I was like, I'm going to. Although I was just like 20. So it wasn't that old. It's about it's about so where's the running from the cops part. Well, we were we were driving away from the cops as they were following us with their lights on and stuff. So it wasn't like anything dramatic, but but no it, no physical running. No, 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 no. Okay, no. sweet shit, bro. And from I, one time, I was in I was in Hawaii on a vacation when I was young, and we decided to go throw water balloons at some house. So we like ran and we're all barefoot and shit. We throw water balloons, and the the owner comes out and start. We all run, and he's fucking chasing us. Barefoot, we're all barefoot, and I'm fat, so he catches me. Even though we all threw the thing, and like, but it was. I thought you were skinny back then. Not when I was younger. I was skinny. Like I'm. Oh, you were fat, then skinny, then fat again. Fat most of my life, and then I I lost weight like towards the end of high school, and then like my early twenties, and then towards my mid to late twenties, I started gaining weight. Again, so I had my twenties, the prime years. I was looking good. Okay, them fucking years. Oh, exactly, I and mean, that probably contributed to some of the weight loss. I'm sure, but yeah. So, but not a cop. I don't. Not that I. Maybe I blocked it out. Maybe he caught me and raped me or something. <laughs> Back before they shot people, they just raped people. I was just under the impression that that's what everyone did as kids is run from the cops. Like I that's... never. I mean, I've broken. I've done shit that, but I just never. There was never a cop. To chase peeping, egging. Yeah, no. Uh, the the cops would come. You don't go. Oh, you got me. You get the fuck out of there. Absolutely. Especially if you're in your hometown where you know all the backyards. Yeah, I and think you're usually shorter than the clotheslines, which helps. Yeah, I'm sure the smaller towns, it's probably a lot more common. I don't know. It's not like I grew up in a. It's like suburbs of suburbs of suburbs, so. I never really saw cops that much. I grew up in Mayberry. <laughs> yeah, but Andy Griffith, I mean, come on. You know, he knows where to get but the good apple here's, pie. Here's the flip side. All right. In every, like, 70s and 80s TV show about cops, what do you do when the cops come? You uh, you get down, run. You get run. down a crouch position with your six-shooter, and you pop off a few things, and some sparks fly off of a door frame, and then you run down an alley. And then next thing you know, you're on top of a roof, but there's a uh, fucking trash bin with cardboard in it, and you jump into it because that shit's safe. And then you, what would the Duke boys do? Hmm? They'd the run. Duke boys get the fuck out of there. Yeah, 
Yeah. And in somehow in Hazard County, there must be a law that states like if they don't physically catch you that day, that all's forgiven. Just like, does anyone else get that part of uh, the Dukes of Hazard? Yeah, I don't. It's no, I don't really. I'd have never revisited it as like an adult. So I'm, no, I'm just remembering it from a, a kid. Like literally every episode, they ran, and then it seemed like they made the jump, and Roscoe didn't. Pretty much and then happens. They slide over the hood, and, like the ne- and then it was like the next week they're back in town and they're getting hassled, but they're not just going, "Hey, remember that fucking you ruined the cop car? Fucking, you're under arrest. You can't just like be back in town." It's just how easy it was to make a TV show back then. Yeah, three channels. You had three channels. Three channels, and they were all dog shit shows. Yeah. Maybe not all dog shit shows. Now, now let's talk about things you did when you were younger because i did a lot of shit when i was younger that the cops just didn't bust me for yeah you know like i mean i've broken into houses and shit like that yeah allegedly Alle- no no allegedly it's when you were young it's you know <laughs> yeah when you were young true. it doesn't matter anymore it was i was young I was- i'm calling the cops and ray's hometown and being like yo and ray was like 15 he broke into a house yeah no yeah but i don't know like the th- i got Probably could have gotten into a lot more trouble. Like, I only hung out with, like, one friend. Like, I didn't have a group of friends. So, like, one of my friends growing up was, like, into doing, because he had rich parents that never gave a shit. So we would just, like, cause all kinds of trouble and mayhem. Um, Your trip to Hawaii, probably? No, no, this was, this was just some <laughs> dude in the desert. But it's like, uh, <laughs> some dude in the desert, bro. You, t- you showed me the meaning of Burning Man. Let me I guess. Just tell you something. Um, but yeah, so then like we got in trouble, like we had some issues with calling sex phone numbers and, uh, we could you guys jerking each other off be friends anymore. No, but it was, I mean, it was, I don't know how old I was. I mean, it was like probably fourth grade, fifth grade, oh, so you, sixth you were grade. So I was jerking off was but watching each other. Jerk. We're like, I don't even know how we just, we used to go to this. There was like a little airport behind the house I grew up in. So we'd like walk to through the desert and usually get candy out of the vending machines and shit, but they had a payphone outside. So we would like go to the payphone and we'd be dialing these nine, seven, six numbers just to hear like the entry, like the hello message or whatever. Cause they always had like a sensual voice. We like, we were deprived of shit, bro. Like there was no, I was, you know, I didn't have a dad. So it was like, there was no porn around me. Very deprived, very weird time, very weird time in my life. But you know, that we never, nothing really big happened to where, it got away with all that shit. Yeah. And it didn't last very long, you know? Yeah. It's very easy when, like, the dude lives across, like, an hour away or, like, 40 minutes away. And it's, I don't have, you know, I have no transportation. So if it's like, my mom doesn't want me to hang out, then it's like, okay, bye. <laughs> You're no longer my friend ever. Like, I don't, I don't even know what happened to him. Yeah, I was always I was a bad kid. <laughs> I, 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 was a, I was somewhat of a bad kid. Early on, I didn't do a whole lot because I didn't really go anywhere. I didn't have a whole lot of friends because we moved around. But when I got in high school, I started hanging around the hoodlums that were in East Dayton. And we would, um, for one, we would skip school. But before we started skipping school all the time, we would go like shoplift in these in these little dairy marts and things like that. And then go sell the candy at school. I remember we used to steal CDs and tapes and stuff like that and then go sell them to other CD places 
um, we stabbed people's tires at, at night. Which I, I thought, thought that was going to take a whole different turn there, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. And then we stabbed this fucking guy. And <laughs> their car tires just... That's tires. the part where you actually say allegedly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, is, yeah that, that is where you say allegedly. Allegedly, we stabbed this guy. I, I forgot Keith was my lawyer. Thank you for representing me properly, Keith, and just kind of directing me in the right... Uh, right thing so you stab tires not people stab tires not people well yeah i wasn't into violence against people man i i saw a lot of violence at at home and around family and i just did not want anything to do with it fucking tires yeah yeah dude i felt bad worked in a tire factory his whole life and he's like i just go crazy every time i see tires Ah! i got i got uh around some kids who had some influence on me and they were like you know it was the peer pressure to stab people's tires which dude for after I got my own cars and I started driving around. I used to have tire problems all the time. And I'm like, this is fucking karma for that dumbass <laughs> shit I did as a teenager. Because yeah. like as an adult, there was one time when I was in high school, I stabbed all four tires on this uh, turbo sob. And ju- just to be an adult and know waking up and see all four of your tires flat, like that's a, an expensive day for you. Yeah. And so two we, tires is a bullshit. I mean, yep, all one tire four. is manageable. Anything more than one tire is like, fuck. Now you got to get towed. Yeah. Yeah. You fucking, there's no pulling out the donut. No. no. Four tires. Donut. Roll shoot skates. Four donuts. <laughs> like, I think a skateboard could hold the weight, right? No. I don't know. Furniture dolly? Yeah. So you're fucking done for. I used to throw like like nails and shit under people's tires. <laughs> But so I I wasn't there for the deflation, dude. There was this one overpass where we uh we were like throwing paint cans off the overpass, and it was like you think back on it, it's like we were those dumbass kids that could have killed somebody and then been in the news. But the internet wasn't really around back then to spread dumb stuff. We just did it naturally, where other people would be like, "Hey, you should try that out," and then peer pressure would make you do dumb shit like. The shoplifting stuff, I just remember not having anything, like yeah. not, not having magazines or comic books or just things that I wanted to just keep my mind interested in, in what was going on in the outside world. And we couldn't afford any of that shit. So in the winter, I would take my winter coat and I would take the bottom of it where it would kind of tie it up against you and I would fold it underneath. And then I would put all the comics in this one part in the front. And I got away with it for a long time until some dude, another kid, fucking told on me in the store. Oh, narc. Like, son of a bitch. Fucking narc. Oh, man. Yeah, I used to, like, back when uh, MP3s and shit, and, like, I'd download music, but I'd also go to Walmart and get, get CDs, and I'd slice them open. And most sometimes I'd just rip the CD, put it back in, seal it back up, and then return it. Sometimes I just keep the fucking CD and just return an empty case. So not only am I screwing over, well, not really screwing over for Walmart at all, but whoever bought it the second time. That's not how they deal with returns there. They really just throw them in this big pile. And then they're like, half the time, they just send them back. No, I mean, if it it didn't look like it was open, that's... Well, yeah, they might have put it back. They would have put it... Fuck yeah, they would put it back because they could sell it. They're not losing any money that way. 
But uh, yeah. And, and do, you, do you believe the guy that comes in? He's like, I bought this fucking Celine Dion CD and it's not in here. Yeah, how'd you know? It was Celine Dion. Act- <laughs> I knew it was. Alanis Morissette. It was a little pill. Because <laughs> I'm not going to fucking buy that album. I mean, it's a chick singing it. I mean, I really relate to what she's saying, the emotions of the song. I mean, it was ironic, but, you know. When, when I would steal CDs as a kid, uh, like, they had already gotten pretty sophisticated with the, the, like, tagging of everything. So it had the magnetic strip and everything. Yeah. But it was in the plat. You remember the CDs? Like came in for some reason this big of a plastic thing. Costco yeah. used those things. I think they still use those things. What the fuck? Like the, I hated those. But here's what I would do. I would go to Meyer, which is I don't know. Izzy probably knows what Meyer is. Um. Yeah. I I, I it, know Meyer. Um. Yeah. 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 Meyer is a good, good grocery store. They're pretty fucking hardcore though about stealing from them. They're one of they're one of the places that just has people walking around plain closed all the time. Costco has that. Yeah. And I would take the CD in the giant package over to the hardware department, take a pair of tin snips, cut the the big thing off it. Then I would take the CD and I would stash it somewhere in the store and I would go grab a few other things. And then if I saw the coast was clear, I would go by and snag that CD. But they were the, the, those guys always stood around the CD section. Yeah. The be- their best bet of who's going to... People wanted to steal CDs back. They know what's getting stolen. Yeah. I knew all of the loss prevention guys at Costco. It was like... Because they all hung out in the electronics department watching TV. They like barely do anything. But yeah, that's, they, they watch that. But it's like, I don't know. I never stole the CDs. Actually, once I did, when I was doing photography a lot and I'd get pictures developed, I would, I would use the envelope with the pictures and then I'd go stuff CDs in that. So I'd get like a CD or two. But yeah, man, then, then fucking the internet happened and it's way easier to, it's like way easier and like less like morally hurtful to steal. Like it's, it's, it's just regular. It's not really stealing. Nobody is without something because I got it. You know, I just I just was able to copy that shit. I'm glad that we got to grow up half without the internet and half with it. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. It's, you got to get out of high school before that shit got around. Like, but like right when I I don't know, maybe when you were a senior. <laughs> no, dude. My, no, I'm saying like when when <laughs> dial up first came Hold around. On. No, listen. No. Listen. I was supposed to graduate in nineteen ninety one. There was no yeah. Like, yeah, 94. Well, 93 probably was the year. No, 94 was, I was 13. Yeah. yeah. So 94 was, was the year. Shit, internet. That wasn't internet. That was like. Well, it was enough to get me and my buddy the anarchist cookbook. Oh, those were the first things on the internet. That was like the the, the Jolly Roger cookbook and the anarchist cookbook. And, and the schematics to build a black box so you can get free cable. That was another thing that was big on the internet. But all, all I know is. It just had a list of how to build bombs. And like what me and my friend were 13, his mom had just died. And uh, I was like, fuck the world, too. So uh, so we he had the Internet and then we'd fucking just make bombs. Yeah. Like, luckily, we never got our hands on some chemical fertilizer yeah. because uh, yeah, we were really wanting to make that one. 
You could have <laughs> made to the punch, bro. We we made napalm, just, homemade napalm, which is just styrofoam in uh, gasoline. Uh-huh. You take a couple stacks of styrofoam cups and then just set it in like a tub of gasoline. Doesn't like they dissolve or like it just break eats down. it up and then it makes like a gel. Yeah, but that gel just burns forever and then it puts off like cinders that you probably shouldn't breathe in. That's how cancer started. Yeah. Burning styrofoam and gasoline. Tennis ball bombs, which were the... You guys are paused. They're paused right now. Dude, it didn't work. I'm like, which one should you use? He's like, the red box. I'm like, the blue box, dude. I told you the blue box. Didn't have matches, so I just stuffed a lighter in there. (laughs) Didn't work. Didn't work. It's weird. It leaked. It leaked. Were you guys pyros as kid? Oh, I was, yeah, dude. Kinda. I mean, I had that some. Fire, I had my mom used to. She had like a lot of uh, like during the holidays. She'd have like a lot of wreaths, but like natural wreaths, like made out of branches and like baby's breath and all this kind of fancy shit. But really like dry and really flammable. And I remember just lighting it on, like just I don't know. I was like, what is this gonna look like when it starts to burn? And it. I found out burns really fast. And I was like, holy shit. I don't remember how I put it out, but I definitely put it out. And I was like, maybe I shouldn't do that. I didn't set my my house. I yeah, I didn't set a lot of stuff in my house on fire. But uh, at my buddy's house growing up, like we were all kind of pyros together. And uh, so we did experiments in his bathroom where we would take everything that said it was flammable and then put it in the toilet and light it on fire and then flush it. <laughs> Which looked really cool. But, uh, yeah, a few times it was like, oh, that puts off like a three-foot flame. Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't do that. I think it burnt your mom's doily on the fucking cabinet that sits right above the toilet. I don't know. Do kids, like, get into that much trouble? They have so many distractions now. Like, Xbox is way more entertaining than, like, a fucking ice, you know, dry ice bomb or something like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you probably do it every once in a while, but... Probably not that often. Yeah. They're like, Ooh, blew up. Let me go play some fucking Call of Duty. There, there's definitely some kids who still get involved in that. But yeah, kids nowadays are more involved with like online games or hanging out together. They they still do some dumb shit. But, but personally, I remember being seven or eight years old. I think it was third grade. And my, everybody smoked back, back then. So cigarette lighters were easy to find or matches. And I can remember lighting like really enjoying action movies and when cars would catch on fire and blow up in the action movies. And I thought it was so cool. So we had hardwood floors and I would take a lighter and light the uh, windshield of my hot wheels and then roll them across the bedroom floor. And my mom, she smelled like plastic burning in the house. She came and she was like, what the fuck are you doing? She's like, you could burn the house. And I was like, "It, but it's cool. It looks cool. And, Went back in time. That's what happens when a car goes that fast. It burns. <laughs> 88 miles an hour, mom. Fuck. <laughs> the clock tower has to be saved. But yeah, I, I used to be really interested in like like fire and stuff like that, but never never set any space on fire, never did anything. No, like I never that. set a house or a mattress or a pillow or any of the weird stuff kids set on wreaths. Fucking weirdo. I, <laughs> welcome. You're welcome. Nope. You know, how could you, how could I make that shit up? Nobody would. Why would now, you? I've definitely knocked over a couple candles by accident, which might have fucked up some of my parents' shit back in the day. 
I was all fucking 70s, 60s out in my room, fucking candles and incense and listening to fucking Fleetwood Mac and Rush and... And fucking hating candles. You're like, fuck you, candle. (laughs) Fuck you, candle. Your flame is pussy shit. My dad let me start smoking in the house when I was 16. Whoa. Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. And my stepmom put an end to it when I was... I'm assuming cigarettes. 17. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't know about the weed. Hey, uh, real quick. If you guys had a kid... Let's say you had a daughter and she was 16, 17. How old would you allow her uh, boyfriend to be? I guess it depends on the kid and what's legal. First off, how dare you put us in that place where we both have a daughter that's 16? (laughs) How dare you, sir? How dare you put that in her heads? But it it would all depend on what what the legality is and if the dude's fucking douchebag or not i guess yeah it would really depend first on the dude i guess i mean if it's a big age discrepancy but it's definitely gonna depend on the dude i mean if he's like a, if he's fucking got his shit together you know i don't know but if you forbid someone to see someone it's like what do you yeah, why don't you just fucking why don't you just put his dick in her good point like, you can't no She's going to be like, I want to suck his dick so much more right now. I'm locking you two in a fucking bedroom, and you're going to fuck until you're tired of fucking, because that's how this yeah. shit works. <laughs> and you're going to be smoking cigarettes, because I'm tired of that shit, too. <laughs> you're going to fuck this dude for a week, and you're going to smoke this carton of cigarettes. Yeah. And you're not going to want to do either. Yeah. And, and at the end, they, they come out with a deep voice and fucking pregnant, and they're like, I love them both. <laughs> <laughs> I love my parents. Thank you, Dad. Future Grandpa. You got any more of them cigarettes? Yeah. And a pregnancy test? Fuck, man. Uh, what would you... What What would you... You don't have girls. You have boys. Yeah, so I you're like... Boys. I would assume slightly less stressed out about that oh, reality. Yeah, very, very much so. In fact, because... You know, I know dudes think a lot about sex. And we weren't ever given any really sex advice except for just don't do it. Uh, I did not approach parenting that way. I, I approached it as this is maintenance. You look at it as maintenance. Perfectly fine for you to relieve yourself. In fact, it's going to cause you a lot of um, like being able to handle yourself and not get caught up in the whatever whatever we're drawn to when it comes to. How sex. embarrassed did your kids look when you were trying to go through that spiel about? Telling them how it's all right to jerk off. Oh, they get embarrassed, but like my dad, my dad never had that conversation. He did catch me jerking off once, which was super awkward. And he was like, "Oh, what the fuck?" And I go, "He goes, what the fuck are you doing?" And I go, "I'm watching porn, and my pants are down. Uh, I'm ah, I think pretty oh clear." Yeah, yeah. I wasn't really. I was slightly embarrassed at that point, but like I would also turn right around. And had to, like I had to go to school for something later in the day, and I ran into this other kid that just lived down the street from me. What even one of my great friends? I was like, Jesus, my dad just caught me jerking off, and he was like, Oh, and he was like telling other people, and I was like, Dude, it's not like it was a secret. I told you, like my, do you realize what the ratio is? The times I jerked off and didn't get caught, yeah, two times that I've got caught. I'd say I was. If this is a major league record, like fucking, I was fucking batting a thousand for a long time. Yeah, 
Yeah. So so you, far, so far, my kid, my kid is batting a thousand. I haven't caught him doing anything. But if I had a girl, I would really struggle with having a a dude be her boyfriend at twenty two. Like, let's oh yeah, that, let's, that's let's, too, that's too much. I was thinking like eighteen. No, I'm thinking no, like twenty two. Okay. 16 to, I'd say 16 to 19 is as far as I'm going to stretch, even though three years doesn't mean shit once you're fucking, but yeah, just hold off. Like, and then just have a talk with that kid. Like, you don't even have to be a dick about it. You could be like, hey, man, it's illegal. And like, I like you. You seem like a nice guy, but you know, you're going to sit him down. You're like, listen, I've had this talk before. I don't know if it's just, just jerk off, bro. I've told my kids all about it. And then in a few years, when my daughter's old enough, you guys can bump uglies, but until yeah. then... Listen, you suck right now. You're young. You don't know what you're doing, so you need to take some practice swings for a few years until you... Don't get AIDS. <laughs> yeah, don't get AIDS. Don't get herpes. Don't get anything. Don't get anything that requires medication. Just just whack it, you know, get good at it, and then when you're ready, then she'll be ready when she's 23. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Did, you, were, did you guys ever mess with anybody who was older when you were younger? I know, I know, Keith. You talked about being approached by your uh, by your teacher, but did you guys ever have any relationship with anybody older? Uh, I had sex when I was like twenty one with a girl who was probably four years older than me. But that's like the limit. And that back then, that seems like a long time because, like, I just graduated, and this girl was a senior when I was a freshman. Yeah. Oh, like this was. When I was like 18 or 19, I think she was 23, which was like, oh, shit. And she was engaged before we started going out. So I was like, oh, she ditched her fucking. She was going to get married. Now she's fucking me. But, uh, you know, mine was actually married. <laughs> See, I, I could have been that, too. But I just, you know, I, I hit it. Taking my karma hits for that one. <laughs> Yeah, I, when when I was eighteen, I I was actually started dating my wife. It was my girlfriend at the time. She was she was seventeen. She was still in high school, and um, there was a girl who would come into the grocery store where I worked, and she I found out she liked me. She was a hairdresser. She was really really beautiful, and she was twenty, but she was twenty six, and I was like, ooh, that's kind of that seems kind of old when you're eighteen. To, to be banging a 26-year-old. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> and plus, I was I was dating at the time when the girls at the grocery store were like, you got a girlfriend, you can't be doing that. But like, if I wasn't in a relationship, I would have totally explored that. You know what I mean? Did you work with sassy black women? I did, uh, maybe, one, <laughs> maybe one or two. No, th- these were like... Old, into it. Th- these were old. You just totally tapped into, you got a girlfriend, you can't do that. <laughs> now these what were are you doing these were old uh these were old uh white women that you know where i grew up dude it was pretty much like it, it was kind of the ghetto for the white side but it was a lot of people who were, were from appalachia and uh yeah they they would tell you straight up if they saw you doing some shady shit they didn't keep that shit to themselves man they told you straight up it was wrong and stuff like that when you work in a grocery store or any environment like that and you work around a lot of older women and these were all like older christian women too they were like they were like no you can't be doing that stuff so they really kept me as far as like not cheating on her because i've never cheated on her uh 
I would say like influences like that early on was like, ooh, I can't, like I really like her. I don't want to mess this up. And I had messed around when I, before I turned 18, before I met her, like I started having sex when I was 14 and it was all I could think about. That and like vandalism and shit like that. It was all I could think about. Music, sex, and just being a, just being a degenerate really. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's like kids man kids scare me that's the scariest thing in reality is coming across kids they are scary kids are fuck. kids are scary dude fuck man i was a total fucking degenerate as a kid and most of my friends were total fucking degenerates as kids and fuck most of my friends that are still alive uh are still kind of fucking degenerates yeah i got but, see, well, why do you think i chose uh to want to pursue stand-up comedy you have a lot. Oh, it's all degenerates. I'm like, fuck. There's one job where you can be as fucked up as me and all my friends were, and it's this, and so I'm going to try it. Yeah. I mean, that's a good business plan for sure. For sure. Like, I would have been, like, my whole criminal occupation, when it died, like, that's when I got into to God stuff, to yeah. Christianity. Yeah. So it was, like, from that point through, like, high school, like it took me out of like all of those situations where I I was just you know and my god stuff went from super early yeah to eighth grade mm-hmm. and then I got out of there and I was like fuck you weird motherfuckers <laughs> I just heard this nine inch nails and Marilyn Manson guy uh, they're both real cool and he told me God is dead and I'm just gonna run with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, that's a good storyline for me. He says, no one cares. And I was like, yeah, I don't care. Like, what? <laughs> Who would notify us if he did die? Yeah, it's like, I didn't get the memo when all this other weird shit he said. So yeah. I don't know if I'm going to get the postcard. Like, uh, he's dead. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Uh, we recommend, since God's no longer here, there's this dude. He's very nice, kind of chubby, called Buddha. You might like him. Go follow his stuff. I mean, he's... He's dead, but we knew. Get to heaven and it's closed or it's under auction. Yeah. You're like, ah, like what happened? They're like, God died like fucking five years ago. We're all in standing in line and I don't know what's going on. Real estate market. It was the it was the God bubble. It just burst. You know, what are you going to do? Nobody saw this coming. <laughs> the God bubble. We didn't know he couldn't afford that subprime mortgage. And, you know, here we are standing outside the pearly gates that are slightly tarnished. One more fucking year before I just go down to hell, man. Yeah. Uh, It can't be that bad. It can't be as bad as fucking standing in line for fucking ever. Yeah. It's fuck lines, bro. It's warm. You know, it's kind of chilly up here, up high. It's a lot of breeze. And if that bitch plays that same song on the harp one more fucking time. Oh man! When I was a Christian, I would I would visualize like what heaven was like, like it was something that I legitimately spent time doing. And you, and you would be like, "Well, what what would they do all day? Like what what would you do?" And yeah. like because we have the whole concept of time, like time goes out the window. Especially if anybody who's familiar with psychedelic experiences, like you realize time is just something we've all created because we're on Earth and we kind of have to use it to do the things that we do but time is nothing dude time like yeah. there are certain situations where you realize time could seem like forever like minutes could seem like hours you yeah. know what i mean keith then you re- in, in different stories in the bible it says like a day to god is a thousand years on earth yeah so like 
and heaven would be super boring maybe or you just be like maybe you could watch like a time lapse of the earth down below because you're like i've only been here for a day and they have blown themselves up like eight times like what the fuck <laughs> yeah they have like the best they have the newer version of oculus the rift and just like okay here you go where do you want to go you know the matrix real come on this is heaven it's just the control room all right. What what if it is like the Matrix where you're like, dude, you, it's like that. You plug in, you kind of live where you want, you do what you want. You know, you're I here. mean, if if you believe in like the multiverse thing, then there is a, a version of the universe that is exactly that. Yeah. So we could be in that version, or we could be in a slightly altered version of that. If you know, that's kind of what I. If I was kind of just nailed down some kind of a explanation for the craziness of reality. The, the multiverse thing's kind of interesting, you know, because it it's, it's, I mean, it's fucking, it's the best because it's wide open. It could be anything and it's everything. When, when I die, I'm going to wake up and realize that this whole time I was a small Asian girl playing a game in like a mall somewhere in fucking Korea. Yeah. Just fucking. <laughs> and she's only, she only played like for 10 minutes and lived my whole life. And this is. This is what she's doing. It's like The Sims, where time. Yeah, she's not that good at this game. Yeah. What was that one movie that the Wachowskis did that Tom Hanks was in? That was like a, a multiverse type thing. Is that Cloud Atlas? Cloud or? Atlas. I actually like that. It, I watched it, but I was like, it was not confusing, at, and I was distracted as fuck during that movie. I could not get into it. Yeah, I I enjoyed the the visuals of it. It it was a little complicated to follow at times, but like. The possibilities that are are endless out there. I, I'm about to do a podcast here Thursday with a with a group of podcasters in the Dayton area called the Miami Valley Skeptics, and I remember leaving the church and listening to a lot of atheist podcasts. And um, the the thing that really would turn me off is how angry they would get. Yeah, and it, you know what I mean. Like a lot of uh, a lot of atheists really turn into the the opposite of what like they. They turn into kind of the people that they hated, and these people. You know what happens, though. I mean, most most of us that that don't believe or whatever did at one point, we all see how the, the jaded atheist is just the person that feels like they got swept up in a cult and they first get out of it. It's usually people who it's are true. first out of it, and they just want to be like, "Fuck this! Fuck you! Right. Fuck!" All that shit, it's all bullshit, and you just get angry because you feel like you were lied to yeah, and deceived right. for so long. You go hard the other direction. Yeah, you're just like, yeah. fuck you, fuck everything, fuck this book. If you believe it, you're a fucking idiot, and that, it comes off horrible, yeah. but I mean, fuck, that's I, we, we've, all been, we've all been this way for a long enough time to realize you don't have to be a dick about it. It's, it's just like, a, yeah, I don't believe that, it's cool. It's been a long time since like I was religious or cared about it, but you know, still, that's how, that's how retarded Jesus comes about. Which is like that. Of, Did you ever get any hate for that episode? Uh, not yet. I mean, he's come up a few times. He was just on the last episode. He hey. was. Uh, I just did a vine. I don't know if you guys. Yeah, he did a vine where I proclaimed that I was the Lord Jesus Christ, retarded Jesus, and oh you should follow me. Um, <laughs> telling you, man, we don't know if Jesus had a speech impediment. It's just like. It's like the most offensive thing you could say because you're saying retarded and Jesus. So it's like we're we're I feel bad for the mentally disabled, but not really for the religious people. Like not at all. 
Like if they believe in their shit, then they shouldn't care what I say. Yeah. You know? So like I, I like if we get hate, I I'm I'm waiting for the day. Yeah. I'm waiting for the day. We don't have enough we don't have enough viewers to get hate yet. We'll get there, bro. <laughs> We're gonna get there and they're gonna find it. Backlog this shit and be like, We can't listen. Boycott they need to lose their jobs, whatever jobs they have now because of hey, this. It's like we're doing it for free, fuck you. We just gotta make sure nobody knows, finds out where we live. Because you know, I know religious people can get kind of fucking weird they, sometimes. Yeah, they they definitely but. can. Now if do you uh uh, did you do a YouTube clip at all from from that little segment that you did? I know you, I know you're doing uh, you're going back and doing YouTube clips. Have you done that one at all? I, you know, I've done YouTube clips about me and Keith kind of acting like we're pedophiles. Uh, we've done YouTube clips that really kind of incars, you know, kind of talk shit about you know, not yet, not yet. I don't think I have. No, I haven't. <laughs> I think subconsciously he's been steering clear of the retarded Jesus bit. I bet, but I fucking did a vine while I was taking a shit the other day, yesterday. So, you know, I've kind of like, well, let's just embrace this and see where it goes. And I posted it on Facebook, which is like, I really wanted to see, maybe kind of hoping that certain people would unfriend me on Facebook. So I just wouldn't have to. It's like my passive aggressive way of like, maybe, maybe you don't like the content that I'm putting out. Um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> Fuck. What the fuck was I just talking about? Where was I going with that? We were talking about, about retarded Jesus. We were talking about heaven. We were talking about retarded Jesus. Yeah. We were talking, yeah, yeah. like we were talking about what if, what if, like God hit the delete button on whatever the fuck I was gonna say. Yeah. He's like, nah, nah, no, you gone too far, bro. You gone like, too look, far. You're 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 too offensive. You're you're offending a whole percentage of the world that is telling me right now. Like There's they haven't a, listened yeah. to this yet. But when they listen to this, they're they're crying out, "Please help this!" So now I'm coming back in time, and I stopped your thought. So here we are. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> oh no! Get out of here! Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know that's that's life, man. That's just how you make it. Yeah. Dude, just fuck it. You never know. This shit all could be fake, maybe. So why not just do whatever the fuck you want to do? You know, fucking move to Colorado out of nowhere. Yeah. Lit some fucking dude from a village. <laughs> yeah, are you going to? Yeah, I don't even exist. Because I'm, I'm, I'm going to wrap my part up, and I know you guys are going to go on and talk about UFC and stuff. Do you, when, for Tells from the Heart Side, when I release this, are huh. you guys, like, when is that happening? When are you guys moving? What, like, oh, it's all in Ray's court right yeah, now. Yeah, basically. So I still need to finish up a couple things at my place here. And then as soon as I put it on the market, I'm hitting the road. And I'm probably just going to go. I'll probably camp a few places. And then when I get to Denver, like I'm going to f- probably camp or find, I don't know, find a, a motel or something and just start looking for apartments. So as soon as I get a place, you know, I'll be in contact with Keith. So it's it's I, there's no real strict plan as far as everything. Hopefully we're shooting for before Fourth of July for sure. But you're, you're totally done with your old job. Oh yeah, I've I got fired two months April nineteenth April night right before four twenty, I got fired, uh, like everything, and then I just got a thing in the mail saying you, you don't get unemployment. So what? Like, Man, I, I have to wait. Like I'm just not even gonna deal with it because it's like you have to wait a bunch of time. Like they're just gonna stretch every fucking thing out to where it's how they do it. Yeah, so it's. Whatever they call it, they they got me. Oh, they got big me. corporations always turn you down at least twice. 
fucking the little man. Fuck the little man. That's fine. Just because I'm wearing a Tales from the Hard Side shirt, they got to bend me over and stick it in my asshole. Without any lube, just dry as fuck, tearing. At least they're giving you the hard side. How do you know? How do you know part of that isn't a little soft in the middle? It's like a little marshmallow center. Anyway, this is not something I want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, real, real quick, because soon as possible, because I, I yeah. need to go. Do you, yeah. I have I have been off for this is going on my second full week, but it, it it's been a week and a half that I've been off off work, and it looks like I'm going to be off for six weeks total till mid July, uh-huh. and uh-huh. not waking up to an alarm. And this is the longest period of time that I will have been off since high school. Um, which brings us back to when we were talking about earlier when we were younger. But for me, not waking up to an alarm every day, not having the responsibility of going to a place for eight hours a day, taking the best hours of my day. Dude, I've gotten so much shit done around the house for one. And like, I'm really keeping up on the, on the podcast and it's allowing me to like, I learned how to do audacity pretty quick on the new uh, MacBook pro. And I actually like it better than GarageBand. There's some nice. things I don't like, but um, but it's freed up so much of my time. I'm like, like I don't just sit around. Like I spent all my day doing shit around the house because my knee started healing to the point where pivoting is a, is still an issue. But like you notice, like oh, it feels it's starting to feel better. It's it, each day you would feel the healing and you would feel it getting better and better, but. Do you, so you had surgery on your knee, right? Yeah, torn okay. meniscus. I uh, went in on Wednesday, um, the twenty seventh, I think, of May, and uh, been off uh, ever since. And wow. really, I've gotten a lot of stuff done. The first few days was a little a struggle, especially the first night. It was it was hell. If I take pain pretty well, but if you don't take pain well, I mean, there's a lot of people who I could see not making it through the night. And I'm not a big pain killer taker um and my doctor advised me he's like don't take it in preparation for the pain wait until the pain and i really try to avoid um taking painkillers as much as possible and just trying to to work you need to be in a medically weed medically legal state and then edibles and you're fucking happy as shit and you don't feel pain yeah wouldn't that be great ohio should be passing it this year but even even if it passes my job that i'm at now yeah. I, st- I still couldn't use it legally. Even in Colorado, jobs can still, they can still drug test you and they can still fire you for, for yeah. smoking weed. So it's like, even though it's legal, the fact that dr- weed drug testing is like a month buffer is fucking dog shit. Bullshit, dog shit, horrible science. Let's get that shit fixed. Let's do a day of. All I know is there's a lot of plants being grown out there, and somebody's got to trim them up. Fuck yeah, there's probably a lot of jobs. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm excited. Oh, and I don't think they're going to be piss testing. No, no. <laughs> they, they require that you, you use product while working, I'm sure. I'm like, I've touched so much weed today, I'm so high. Yeah, like, I didn't smoke, smoke any. Just like right through the fingertips, just soaked right into the bloodstream. I don't know. But back to, back to your thing, Izzy. Less distractions. It's like mentally... It clears you up so you can focus on the shit that you really want to do, you know? Yeah. So it's it's like, you know, it's not being at work is is the most amazing thing ever. It is. It's the dude. most amazing thing ever. Just the only caveat is like the whole money situation and bills and all that kind of shit. Yeah. So it's I like. I fucking hate money. 
But if you can figure out a way to get the fuck out of there, you know, because you have you have something that like that draws you to it. You're passionate about something. You have a direction, you know, that you're already following, regardless of the fact that you have very little time. So you never know, man. You never know. Yeah, brother. Well, well, hey, up for sure. Before I leave, let my listeners know where you guys can be found. Uh, I'm Keith Spurlock one on Twitter or just, uh, fucking Google Keith Spurlock because, uh, I come up first because so. there is a Keith Spurlock real estate agent in some, yeah, he comes up third though. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Just saying he's on the same page. He's getting close. Like I, at first I had like a top three. He, he nudged up one. So just think fuck that guy. Clients that are finding you instead. And they're like, oh, fuck. I'm not buying a house from I'm not buying a house from this fucking guy. You're fucking his life up. Uh, yeah. I usually, Why is it always a real estate guy? Joe Rogan had the same thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm always a black dude. I get mistagged every black dude. And it's like, it's sad because chicks, like, you love your, your bae, huh? You love your bae, but you don't know his actual fucking name. It's not Ray Taylor because I got that shit because I'm, I'm ahead of the game when it comes to technology, just not girlfriends. Um, or Google. Or Google, yeah. At Ray Taylor, yeah, fuck. There's, it's a huge battle for me to get at the top of Google search. Uh, <laughs> at Ray Taylor. If you need to find me directly on Twitter or Instagram. Um, and then links to everything is InspiredDisorder.com. All right, brother. Hey, you guys are awesome. Please keep do- doing right. what you're doing. For our audience, since oh. you're signing off, everybody follow Izzy at the Izzy Rock. Yeah. Yeah, the Izzy Rock. And go to theizzyrock.com if you guys want to check out my podcast. Uh, Tells from the Hard Side on the block. And I produce content for the Gym City podcast, which oh, I yeah. really, really love. We we they're had great. they're all great podcasts. Yeah, I man. love them all. Uh, um, we we did a twenty minute episode because uh, I'm trying to reduce the amount of uh, megabytes that we release for um, on the block because we only get fifty a month. So uh-huh. it has to be the sound quality is going to be low if it, if it's too much. So we really have to watch the time when we do that one. But tells from the hard side is where you guys are going to get the real real honest look at what's going on. So everybody go subscribe now or Keith will find you. Yeah. Or Keith will find you. And I'll either kill you or I'll kill myself in front of your children to ruin their lives for the rest of all time. No, he's just going to find you and say, gotcha. And then he's going to be like, can you give me a ride? It's far. Well, I would like you fucking listen to Izzy Rock right now, motherfucker, or I'm going to kill myself. Give me your fucking phone. Subscribe, rate, review now. Share it with your friends. Tweet it, Facebook it, Instagram it. Do it. I said four stars, motherfucker. At least four. Go fund me. Izzy Rock. Donate money. Give him money. He just got knee surgery. Do it. Boom. <laughs> there you go. Peace. Hey. All right, cool. Thanks. Thanks so much for coming on. I'm glad we got video on you finally. Yeah, and, buddy. uh, and it's, you know, because it's, you know, and now I have something even better to jerk off to later. <laughs> right? Hey, I'm moving whatever in with floats this your boat, dude. Whatever floats it's your boat. scarier every day. Just I'm moving in with this guy. If you're sleeping and, like, just don't open your eyes. You don't You're going to rape me. I'm not going to rape you. I'm just going to stand in the corner quietly staring at you, breathing probably That's heavy. because <laughs> I'm out of shape. And it's just like that movement is just like it brings up. Anyway. <laughs> Go watch the game. Hopefully, Good luck, Cavs. Cavs win. What's the series at? Is it 2-0 right now? No, it's oh. 1-1. And they both went in overtime. Both games went in overtime. And the overtime, like, it went 
to the end of overtime before it was decided. And it was like both games are amazing. The Cavs are down two of their star players, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Lover, both down. Uh, for backstory, I went and saw a live Cavs game in November, and I've seen Ohio State play. I've seen Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday Night Football play against the Indianapolis Colts. Nothing was more exciting than watching this NBA game. And I was like, okay, now I see why I like I had stopped watching since the Bulls. I really hadn't been paying much attention to uh, LeBron's career over the time that he he had been playing previously, but I'm a fan now, so go Cavs. Awesome. I saw Jordan play at Gundarina. Oh, did you really? Twice, actually. Yeah. Yeah, Jordan. Jordan. Twice. This guy. I love Jordan, dude. Once in the 23 and once in the 45 jersey. Wow. In the brief moment of the 45 jersey. Blasphemous jersey. All right, Izzy. Hey, love you guys. Thanks for coming on, brother. Take take care. You guys are awesome. Uh, Talk some UFC. And uh, there's... Unexplained America or Unexplored America. It's three Australian dudes on Netflix. I forget what it's called, actually. But it's a great, great uh, documentary or series where uh, three dudes from Australia tour America. Sweet. Awesome. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. And and Izzy's going to go watch the game and everything, and we'll be right back. And uh, thanks, thanks, everybody. Go follow Izzy at the Izzy Rock on Twitter. See you guys. From my garden, brother. Homegrown. Thank you very much. Speaking of homegrown. Wednesday, created by Bad Andy on FizzButton.net. Welcome to this Rock Request Wednesday. I am Izzy Rock. You can go follow me at The Izzy Rock on social media. Go check out my website at TheIzzyRock.com and go check out my other podcast, Tales from the Hard Side and On the Block with Scott Epic. And I contribute and produce a lot of the content for Gym City Podcast, which is a local Dayton, Ohio area podcast. If you want to dig in a little bit more and add to your podcast repertoire, go check that out. Add it to your playlist. Tell me what you think. Give me a shout out on social media if you dig it. All right, guys, let's get to the show. The first band I want to play you is a band called 12 Tribes. 12 Tribes was a metalcore band originally established in 1998. Their active years was 1998 to 2008. They drew influences from a cross-cultural array of music, such as punk rock, hip-hop, classic rock, drum and bass, metal, and hardcore. After recording two demos and playing shows in and around the Midwest, the band signed with South Florida's Eulogy Recordings. They released a debut full-length album called As Feathers to Flowers, and Petals to Wings in 1999, which gained nationwide attention and contributed to an upsurge in the melodic hardcore movement. The song that I'm going to play you is a song called Venus Complex. It's off the Rebirth of Tragedy album, 
which had been two years in the making when it was recorded. It was produced by Killswitch Engage's vocalist Howard Jones. He commented about the band, Without a doubt, 12 Tribes is unique. Nobody has what they have. And knowing them as people, as well as musicians, made me jump at the opportunity to get involved. To me, this is what music is. They toured around the world. They played with such bands as Lamb of God, Killswitch Engage, Soulfly, Machine Head, and It Dies Today. They saw the world. They were from Dayton, Ohio. And I want to showcase them here on the Rock Request Wednesday show. So this is 12 Tribes with the track from the album Rebirth of Tragedy, Venus Complex.
Welcome back, guys. Hope you dug that song. And please go to fizzbutton.net for more information about all that goes on with the Fizz Buddies and all that stuff. Danny Penn's got some cool shit going on over there. And so does Bad Andy. Bad Andy's got this badass show called Rock Request Wednesday that you guys should check out each week. And if you guys have any requests for him, send them in. You know what I mean? Get on the show. Put in your request. The next band I want to feature for you is one of my dear friends, Reverend Chad Wells in the Dayton, Ohio area. Chad is a badass dude that I respect a lot. Chad's been tattooing professionally since 1993, and he's got his own distinctive style that whenever you see his art, you know it's his. Whether traditional, surrealistic, or realistic, Chad to me is one of the best tattoo artists out there. He's been playing music as well. He's been an artist in the Dayton, Ohio music scene for a long, long time. He currently plays in a band called Cricket Bows, which they got their name from a Jane's Addiction song. I happened to go see them this past weekend for their album release party for the album Diamonds. I got to see them at this old 100-year-old church, 100-plus-year-old church, and it was kind of a private event, and it was so cool. They had the Beatles' Yellow Submarine on the wall as they were playing. They're an extremely psychedelic band, and Chad is just one of those performers like his art is is great when you look at the art that he presents for his bands it's it always catches your eye and one of the ways i found out about chad was through this band called the jackalopes jackalopes are a high energy horror occult and b-movie inspired punk rock band they were fronted by chad they've toured and performed with countless bands all over the midwest the south and the east coast of the united states with influences ranging from 50s rock and roll 60s garage and psychedelia 70s country southern stoner acid rock punk to 80s death rock goth industrial metal and new wave to the 90s noise and alternative band they definitely take some influences from the cult and danzig and the misfits which is not a bad thing they bleed it all into this invigorating stew of something old and something new and i picked up the album burning down the world the complete masterworks volume one which features the track i'm going to play for you today called motley crew and it's spelled c-r-e-w how it's supposed to be spelled not the band motley crew they do talk about Motley Crue in the song. So please go check out Cricket Bows, Chad's new band, and his the album Diamonds. It's fantastic. It has covers of Sympathy for the Devil by the Rolling Stones, and it has a cover of Porpoise Song by the Monkees. Both incredibly psychedelic. In fact, they made Sympathy for the Devil way more psychedelic than the Rolling Stones did. And it's great. I love the album Diamonds, they played it from front to back when I saw him this past weekend. And please follow uh, Chad on social media at Rev Wells, R-E-V-W-E-L-L-S. He's a good dude. He's in the Dayton, Ohio area. If you guys come and visit this area at some point, go get tattooed by him. You have to schedule an appointment. So plan ahead if you're going to do that. But here's the track Motley Crue by The Jackets.
Red Moth LLC is a local company with a firm belief in community and the cooperative spirit, releasing both music and film in the Dayton, Ohio area, along with other national releases. Red Moth LLC is funded solely by the artists associated with the company and with the support of local listeners like yourselves. You can find out more about us by going to www.redmothrecords.com. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at redmothllc, and you can find us at Twitter at redmoth underscore records. If you would like to donate to the cause and help support a local company, go to www.gofundme.com slash redmothllc and join the Red Moth Survival Initiative. Hey guys, it's Izzy Rock. Do you like art? Well, I like art as well. And my friend Ray Taylor, who started the Inspired Disorder Collective, is an artist. And I want you to go to inspireddisorder.com. Go to Ray Taylor's store and check out all the badass art this dude has created. Put in the code Izzy Rock. This is a sponsor for the podcast. Go support the Tales from the Heartside podcast by supporting Ray Taylor. That's right. By supporting Ray Taylor, you can also support your friend Izzy Rock. So go to inspiredisorder.com and go check out the store. And when you check out, put in the coupon code I-Z-Z-Y-R-O-C-K. Later. I'm Justin. I'm Jody. From the bad parent. <laughs> this could be a while. All right. Hey, I'm Justin. I'm Jody. No, that doesn't work either. <laughs> now I know why nothing ever gets done in Hollywood. <laughs> hey, Jody. Yeah, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jody. Hi, Justin. Do you like guys with beards? Um, sometimes. Sometimes? What about bald heads? Most of the time. What if there are guys with beards and bald heads with just deep rivers of blue eyes that just say, I love you? I tend to marry them. <laughs> <laughs> now, what if they're just a genuinely good dude, too? Uh, I just friend them. Befriend them. Not befriend them. friend them. Not friend them. That sounds like a Facebook thing. What about thing? be friendly with them? Not too friendly. Not too friendly? I don't know. Well, the Izzy Rock meets those requirements. He's bearded. He's bald. He's got those deep rivers of bluey, bluey eyes. You mean he's got triple Bs? Yes, triple Bs. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a couple podcasts that he does. I knew that. Yeah, Tales from the Hard Side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On the Block with his bestest friend ever, Scott Epic. Mm-hmm. And then he also produces the Gem City Podcast, which is a local like artsy-fartsy type podcast in the Dayton, Ohio area. So, well, who knew? I know. I, I, basically, what I'm trying to say here is he's a good guy. You should go listen to him. Give him, a, give him a shout out. And if you like his stuff, you know what? Subscribe to him on iTunes. Also, you can leave him a comment. Rate, review, and subscribe, people. We'd appreciate it. And so would he. Yes, yes, he would. Oh, he's a, he's a dad, too. So the Bad Parenting Podcast loves the fact that he's a dad. So that helps out. Dads also, are great. Dads are great. Two cool sons. See, good dude. Reason good kids. We need more people like him. I agree. So yes, yes. Listen, listen to Izzy's shit. It's, it's awesome. Agree again. All right. Well, until next time. Bye. Bye. Fizz buddies in twin.
Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.